0: O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code ANDY for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code ANDY. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro dot co slash Sign up today. There's nothing fishy about my love for Archie Fedor.
1: If sobbing to evermore in quarantine is wrong, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> oh, T-Swift. Taylor
0: <laughs> the real housewife of nashville i guess it'd be what
1: she she's is. all over little jet she's, setter
0: she is she is a little jet setter um you guys it is a very special andy's girls potentially a, a special sitting shiva episode shall we say episode 191 i'm so excited to be joined by none other than Nick Rizzo, senior producer at Watch What Happens Live, self-proclaimed Housewives historian, Nick Rizzo, amazing Hello. hello. Taylor Specific, (laughs) very into it, welcome to New York. Um, We've been waiting for you, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, that was
1: great, that was when she was the New York ambassador, I believe, and she was teaching everyone about bodegas and Houston Street, (laughs) yeah.
0: Houston.
1: Not um, Houston. Not Houston. Houston, <laughs> Not Houston. yes. Houston. She, she was giving us the full low down there.
0: Uh, Nick Rizzo, how are
1: you? I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm okay. I have to say, you guys, um, this is a little bit of an in memoriam. I do have to say, I unfortunately was devastated to discover. On Wednesday, late afternoon, after an excellent Zoom with my psychiatrist, where I was talking about how great life was, I discovered, unfortunately, that my fish son, Archie Bador, passed away. I think it was sudden. I don't think he felt any pain. I think... It was his time. I really strongly believe it was unrelated to the fact that we had a snowstorm and I'd left my window ajar. I think he liked cool weather, and I think that helped him ice skate his way to Fishy Heaven. <laughs> I was so devastated. I have to tell you, he is like the light of my life. Shannon Bador yeah. gave him a blessing on a Zoom this year, just like. A devastating turn of events. So rest in peace, Archie Boudreur, 2019 to 2020. What a life he lived. What a beautiful, sweet life. And there we are.
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry for your loss.
0: Thank you. I had, a, um, I had a funeral and a memorial service on Instagram main yesterday. Ryan Houlihan wrote a beautiful eulogy. Um, I included his birth announcement video and some other special moments uh, along his journey in life. And here's my thing. You know, I gave him a, a burial, a water, a water burial, because I've heard from people who have gone through the birthing process that water is very important. So I felt like a full circle moment for him. He lived his life in water so what better way to kind of like full circle end it i played the mourners kaddish in hebrew from youtube on a loop a couple times and um am really honestly sad about it he was like my little guy i sang to him he had a really a great life i think until maybe the the last couple minutes of it but like regardless from that Really had a great little journey. My little, my little pupple up, my little, um, fish dog. And I think, you know, the grieving process, I've gone through at least a solid day. Oh. And I'm thinking, I want to bring another fish son into the world, but you know, cause that's what he would want. You know, we talked, he told me his hopes and his dreams, um, which included continuing living, but you know, we can't always get what we want. And, um, i think that he would want me to bring another another fish life into the world since i do have his bowl and his like blue rocks i would get a new a new um plant you know archie was a big fan of (laughs) napping on the leaves which scared the shit out of me because every day i was like is he dead but he would just literally lay down on the leaf and just like take a little nap because he was so cute like mother like son so um I'm thinking about bringing another life into the world, but I loved the name Archie Bedore Mm -hmm. because Shannon Bedore, love for her, stand for Shannon forever. Archie the dog is just a beautiful, perfect pet of a dog. It just worked. The name of it was perfect. You know, Megan uh, Markle loved it enough that she named her son after my fish, which was named after a Labrador, like really a royal fish, a royal blue fish. And so it's like I want to get another fish, but can I name it Archie Bithdoor the Third? I've asked a couple people, and they're like, "No, you have to do a new name." Yeah. What do you think, Nick Rizzo? Maybe do I,
1: do I... I don't know. Maybe a new Not... name would be good maybe for ne- some closure, <laughs> a new chapter for you. You could get maybe you could get maybe a female fish and name her Sutton. That would be really cute.
0: I could do that. I could do that. I could call her Sutton's diamond. I think there is ice shaped or diamond shaped rock shit for the fish. So it could be like a hexagonal ice
1: absolutely
0: situation okay ags please slide into my dms on instagram at dame galley i am i think i'm gonna go to petco today you know we are living in quarantine times i'm by myself my roommate is back home for a while and um and so i just really think i need to welcome a new life do you think that's too soon to have a new life in the world i don't this think was, so i think you Wednesday, should just live
1: your truth and just really right? you need companionship right now and that's a really good yeah that's a great great uh opportunity for you to get a new pet
0: (laughs) i just love that the beta fish i'm like and when i got archie ryan and i went to petco but i needed a specific energy and i didn't feel it in the available fish i really wanted like a chill absolutely And I didn't really feel that. And so when I found him, I was like, oh, my little love. He was just a little love bug of a beta. Uh,
1: And I mean, if only you went to Mary Cosby's Met Gala luncheon, you could have just grabbed one of those fish right off the table. Uh. Can
0: you even? Maybe that was a sign. I think they were also the same color. I think they're also bluefish. And P.S. after he passed and A.G. slid into my DMs and was like, or, like, commented on his memorial post and said completely accurately, like, oh my God, the timing of this, because I had made a joke on the last Andy's Girls with Amy Phillips that I had thought of a tagline, but it inadvertently like sexualized my fish, where it was like, oh. I don't even remember what it was, but it was like something of like, I got a bait fish, but he looks like a snack, or something like something stupid. And I'm like, and then he passed away. Oh, you know, it's just, that I, is a I fitting just, like,
1: tribute, though.
0: <laughs> it's a fitting tribute, Archie. You look like a snack, and um, I'm a 20-year vegetarian, so that's all. That's as far as that will go. But um, I just, you know, rest in peace to Archie Bedore Galley. Thank you to love of my life Heather Gay, who posted about him. Oh. She dedicated a post. To him, an Instagram story with um, Boys to Men as her song. I just really, Margaret Josephs reached out. I just wanna say thank you to all of the AGs sincerely who sent their best regards into some of the housewives wow. um, i'm still waiting to hear from mary cosby with some sort of memorial blessing i guess i might have to slide into her venmo's first but i really um i really just appreciate it and i just want to say let's dedicate this episode to the memory of my fish son archie Badour, a king a, a man I, a yeah. mensch. I
1: never met him but i'm honored i'm honored to honor him
0: Thank you so much. And I do have to say it does tie in with the fact that, you know, this holiday card I've been talking about went out l- early last week and I was going to post it, officially release it to the world yesterday on the gram and, you know, we had the memorial, we had the funeral, there was other stuff. So at the time that this episode goes out, which will be Saturday morning, the card will be released to the world on IG and it was unfortunately signed by myself and my family son so I think no better way <laughs> to really honor him and the card he sent to like a hundred people than with uh showing you guys the card and it's a little spicy I have to tell you the card for 2019 was we were in a different time it was like happy holidays for me and the holy spirit a picture with Portia Williams and I at BravoCon this card's a little spicier and it's um a little it's a little a little spicier, a little a little more pointed for twenty twenty. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. Nick, you got your copy in the mail.
1: Yes, thank you so much. I loved it.
0: <laughs> my my pleasure. So listen, so guys look for that on um Instagram at Dame Galley. Nick Rizzo, we need to talk. How are you? How are you doing? Your senior producer at Watch What Happens Live. How is that going? It's great. How- I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: I we are still rolling with the punches. The majority of the mm. staff is working remotely. Uh, but Andy's mm. in the studio, which is so, so nice. I don't think he was the last time we talked. And it's no, just so but nice still watch it's him so nice at home. to have him in the studio. Uh and we actually mm. on Sunday, last Sunday, we celebrated our two thousandth episode, which is <gasps> wild oh it's crazy and that the show has been on for two thousand episodes
0: and you celebrated it who was on sunday it was we had kenya, uh, kenya with z way which oh like i God. am obsessed with
1: z way she's such a great bravo fan but she's also so funny and has had such a standout yes. year so mm-hmm. it was just a great episode it didn't help that kenya i think was in a hotel so her wi-fi was a little shoddy So we were having some technical difficulties there, but I think it turned out well and it was fun, yeah.
0: And I have to say, just speaking of technical difficulties, listen, it is so, I cannot imagine how difficult it is to produce Watch What Happens when you are dealing with people in different places all over the country who, P.S., are new every night. So how much advanced tech can you really do? Because it's constantly changing. There are so many variables. Plus you have like the video packages, everything else. So guys, if you see a little tech moment, first off, Considered a gift it shows how vibrant the show is it adds a little zest a little fun and it's also <laughs> you just got to keep in mind like everyone is doing the best they can we're in a global pandemic you get new content with people that you love about new franchise new seasons for these amazing franchises so like let us appreciate it. It's a fun moment, you know. It's like a ooh, what did she say? It's like a ooh, what I yeah. couldn't really hear her. But that like adds. It's like a fill in the fill in the blank adventure. Yeah, she said something you didn't like. You can just pretend she said something else. <laughs> ooh, I
1: love. Over the summer, one of my favorite moments was I think we had it was Tinsley and Kristen Chenoweth, and Tinsley, <sighs> we thought she was really upset about something, I believe, but her screen was oh. just frozen. Like, we we were like, why isn't she reacting? We're oh, no, wait, never mind. She's actually just frozen. <laughs> oh, my God. So strawberry yeah. or shortcake yeah. was probably,
0: like, chewing a cord or something. Oh,
1: strawberry and shortcake. Yeah. I hope she's well in Chicago. I miss her.
0: Well, so she was in Chicago, but then she's been spending a lot of time, I think, in Arizona. Yes. I don't know what's happening there, but I'm into it. Yeah. Um, And also how far along they are with wedding planning. I wonder if they're going to... Hold yeah. off in the hopes of maybe some sort uh, of like
1: vaccine oops, or I don't know. Yeah. Right?
0: In like maybe late 2021 or yeah. if they're going to elope or what. That's, I'm curious about that. Someone find out from Tinsley. How does she seem? How did she seem on the episode?
1: She was great. This was when she was still on the show though. So this was a couple months oh, ago. Yeah.
0: Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. She seems to be doing really well. She's doing a lot of charity work with like dog adoption stuff. Yeah.
1: I was just watching um, High Society. Just there, I feel like there isn't that much going on on TV outside of Bravo, but I might. I mean, there's a good amount, but now that the undoing's done and mm. the flight attendant's ending, <gasps> so yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> guys, if you haven't watched the flight attendant, let me tell you, it is enjoyable with a capital E. I've never seen Kaylee Quoco. I don't think ever in a show because I never saw Big Bang Theory. She was phenomenal like phenomenal
1: so so good yeah we just had her with anderson cooper on on watch weapons live this week that was amazing and it was so good to have her on it was her first time on and she was so bubbly so fun she gave such a good housewives tagline she was just Mm. such a fun yeah such a fun guest
0: can I ask you how did you guys come up with the concept? I mean, first off, I love that Andy's back in studio. I feel like it's for contin for continuity rather fun with words um it feels really nice to like see him there it feels very grounding and it's like oh my god we, we have some like life that feels like the life we remember before covid but the screens on top of chairs i think is so smart so How did cute you guys conceive of that it was so it's so smart so it's cute really i think that
1: was our director rocco or our co-ep john jude i i don't know who I can't speak to who came up Mm -hmm. with that, but I saw like our first day that we were back in the studio, we were doing tech rehearsal and I saw that and it was so cute. And it really Mm -hmm. helps because a lot of shows are doing remote interviews right now, but I feel like we are so unique in the sense that we have multiple guests on at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that also adds to the technical difficulties that we might experience and we plow through and we... We deal with but it's i just love those little chairs with the little uh, monitors
0: <laughs> i think it's so, it's like genuinely an lol like i just think it's so creative it's so fun it feels very appropriate to the watch what happens brand yes which i love and
1: i always get a tickle when we have curtains uh shielding the guest from view and it opens up to reveal <laughs> whoever is on the show i always love that
0: i love Do you have a pairing that you would love to see with the new year? New year, you know, a remotional new beginning. Is there anybody that you would like love to see that you haven't or a
1: crazy unique
0: pairing? I
1: mean, I am always a fan of having Lady Gaga back because I'm a Mm. huge fan of hers and she hasn't been on since I first started in 2013. So Mm. there's so much to talk to her about. Um, But also I would love, I don't, know if she's a bravo fan but i would just love the pairing of casey musgraves and kyle richards because that would just be (gasps) so much fun i love casey musgraves but also they i just would love an episode of just like these two girls twinning (laughs) they literally look exactly look look. they look exactly
0: (laughs) alike oh that would be really fun that
1: would be fun yeah
0: whose side were you on kyle v kim Back in the oh, day back, back in the
1: day. I Richards feel like v. that Richards. was very complicated. And I I went through, there were times where I leaned more towards Kyle, leaned more towards Kim, but I'm so happy they're in a better place now. Absolutely. It is wild going back to those old episodes. And how it and is. now Kathy is joining the show as a friend of. I'm so excited for that. That'll be great.
0: I mean, I have to tell you, I have a lot of hope for Kathy, and the LA Times, am I saying that correctly? The Los Angeles Times put out a long piece yesterday on Tom and Erica.
1: That was a read.
0: (laughs) It was a read, guys. If you haven't read it, it is super intense and essentially... Buries the both of them because if you're thinking about like what tree got in trouble for that is a drop in the bucket of what's currently being discussed at a much much higher level affecting a lot of um, many victims and their families and everything else and I just hope that at some point yesterday Lisa Rinna woke up poured herself a cup of tea and said Should I spill some while filming this season? I know I don't have to right now because I feel very protected. But should I? I do want to sell that lip gloss I just created. (laughs) Should I do it? And I'm hopeful that she or Kathy Hilton, who I think is a fucking baller, an alpha to a goddamn T. I'm hoping that somebody discusses this fucking crazy situation. I would be shocked if
1: they don't.
0: Well, my concern is that Erica's gonna do the whole things are happening. You can't always believe what you read, but I can't really talk about it because it's illegal, yada. Like I I care less about how Erica tries to frame it and more about people need to be pushing this along as a reason to show how deeply hypocritical Erica Jane Girardi is. Uh, has become or has always been. Yeah.
1: I, I do think this will be something that will be very interesting to see play out next season. I'm very much looking forward to that. And something to think about too, is going back to Teresa and Joe's situation on Mm -hmm. Jersey, Mm -hmm. even though they didn't really were unable to talk about it because there were so many legal issues and battles it was interesting to see all of the other women react to it. So I, I I'm hopeful that we'll be able to see that. Because I I would love mm-hmm. to see Dorit Dorit's reaction to this, especially after years of everyone, you know, calling her and PK mm-hmm. like rob- bank robbers, basically. This'll be very interesting. I'm very excited for this new season. I actually just bought. Side note: I've been getting into old fashions in quarantine, and I just bought oh. these like diamond ice molds, <gasps> so I can be my full Denise Richards and have diamond shaped ice for my old fashions. So yeah, I'm living. I'm thriving.
0: <laughs> Is it hexagonal ice? It,
1: it, it, well, it does have hexagonal, Yeah, it's like the <gasps> the typical like the diamonds that they that they hold in the titles. It's oh great. God, so it's They're Orange at William sonoma County,
0: Beverly Hills. Absolutely. Fusion. Yeah. William sonoma slide into my <laughs> DMs, please. I need some hexagonal. I cannot bring in the new year without hexagonal ice. My God. We could all be ballers like Heather Dubrow in just a couple hours once that water has frozen. If sh- if
1: there was anyone to be in this quarantine, I'm slightly envious of Heather Dubrow with that giant house. <laughs>
0: Technically, yes, because she literally has a compound. Zip code. Yeah. yeah, she has a compound. I just think it's so soulless. Like it just. I definitely
1: like would put a lot more personality into the decor. But I did watch every single one of her YouTube videos going through the entire house, her house tour.
0: Oh, I watched every single one. When she's like, "Look, my wallpaper shimmers." Yeah. I mean, it was so. I I hate watched. I have to tell you, I was like, "Again, like another." Like, put her back on TV because this is too. And then she like the sound of the thing, and she hits the gong as like the entrance, yada yada. I just was not. It was. It was not, I don't know. She needed, honestly, she needed you. She needed Nick yeah. Rizzo, senior producer at Watch <laughs> the Live, to help clean up some of the narrative around this. But <laughs> guys, if you have nothing to do, and how could you not, go onto YouTube and go to Heather's Closet and watch her 900-part um, house tour because it's a wild ride. I don't even think we got every room. I think we only got, like, a solid 15.
1: Who knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> who knows I think there are many more wings to go but listen Nick Rizzo my god there's so much for us to discuss I it was don't, a great week it was a great week I don't actually know well I feel like we have to probably dive in with Potomac first absolutely because the reveal there was so much going on there was a lot of um, motion happening? What were your thoughts, you know, going into part one of the reunion?
1: Going into it, I was so excited because Andy was talking about how amazing the reunion was. So mm-hmm. it was, I was very much looking forward to it. And I I was excited to see Monique and Candice in the same room. And there were so many yes. things to discuss from this season. Mm-hmm. So I was very excited I was very much looking forward to starting it all off and Mm -hmm. just knowing that we are in for a ride Uh, and also seeing T'Challa. It was so that was such an iconic moment.
0: The shots of T'Challa, and even in like the preview for the second um, reunion, I think had him in it too, or there's something else he was in. He just is so beautiful that I get distracted. Even when Andy's like talking to Monique and they're talking about really important things, my eyes just shift to the fucking bird because he looks. Regal. I mean, he looks like a little prince. I mean, my goodness. Beautiful. I just can't. He's beautiful. Ugh. He seems really zen, too. I know that Wendy and Karen would disagree with that statement, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I just think he's just a little charmer, that guy. Ugh.
1: He's great. I love he's T'Challa. Great. I wish that is truly a tragedy of 2020, the fact that we are not in the office slash studio right now because mm. – if we were and Monique was on Watch It Happens oh Live, you, that, you know that she would have brought T'Challa. And I, yeah, that was just a missed opportunity that was just ripped right <sighs> out of my hands that I'm very upset about.
0: Have you ever attended a reunion taping?
1: Uh, multiple, yes. <gasps> Which
0: ones did you go to?
1: I've been going to New York for the past couple years, pre-2020. So I've gone to New York since, I want to say season eight which has been Andy's been so generous and so incredible with that where he he'll just like let me come to the taping and so the best part is probably going there after lunch because all the ladies are kind of revved up and yes. they've gotten through all of the you know like they're they're warmed up they're ready to you know go through everything uh and it's so exciting i remember i want to say it was maybe season 9 I watched it from this – it was in this old synagogue, I want to say. And I watched it from this balcony. But I couldn't – I couldn't move because the place was so creaky. So it was like once I sat down, like I could not move. (laughs) Um, But it literally was watching like Hamilton – like it was watching theater because (laughs) I was just watching – I was watching from the balcony and I just got the full bird's eye view and then the season 10 season 10 was the bethany versus carol season and that was really exciting but it was tricky because the way it was set up i was seated on the floor so i had a pretty good view but i was so far away from them that i couldn't really hear what they were talking about unless they started getting really riled up so that was that was an experience too And then I went, oh, oh, I went to see Dallas, too. Dallas season three, I want to say.
0: Okay.
1: Which was amazing. And I got to meet Mama D, which I was obsessed with.
0: I have to ask you, so with both New York and Dallas, what is that experience like when they're, like, pausing for a commercial break or something? Like, with Bethany and Carol, was there ever a moment where you could see them... Were they totally off in different camps? Yeah. Were they, were they fighting during breaks? Like
1: I think the the couches also mm-hmm. help separate people. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really like when the cameras are up, they're able to go through everything. And then when when they have to stop down for whatever reason, that is just a natural it's just like a physical distance. So you're not really going back and forth. But hearing ramona yell for like yogurt and blueberries or her like bag of chicken in her purse it's (laughs) i will i don't know if i will ever feel happiness like i felt in that moment (laughs) it was just beautiful and so Sonia's always a delight too and yeah
0: do the edited apps feel does it feel as magical as being in the room where it happens i mean
1: actually yes and it is it is really wild to just see go go from seeing like you know there were times where I was there for five, six hours and I went with a few coworkers and oh I was God. the only one that was, they're all like, Nick, it's like eight o'clock at night. Like we're all leaving. And I was like, I know, I know, but they only have two more packages. Like, I, I just want to see, I, I always like to see them do the shot at the end, you know, or whatever, yes. yeah, whatever ceremonial thing they do at the end, whether it's like a green juice or a champagne or tequila. I, I get such a thrill of that <laughs> with that. Have-
0: have you ever gone out with them after? Because depending on the year and how they get along, they'll do like a group thing. Yeah. They'll do like different teams going different places. I
1: have not, no. Um, but it's always exciting to see them after the fact. See them post I love the New York cast for that reason, because they do try to all go out together after the reunion.
0: So Thinking about your experience being in the room for some very tense confrontational moments, I think Bethany and Carol was a little bit of a dark time with that reunion because these two women were so viscerally angry at each other and were speaking in languages that the other person didn't respond. They were coming from such a different place. And at one point, you know, Bethany during the season was like hoping for – Uh, change in their relationship carol had already checked out it just went back and forth it was like a little bit of a volley which made in some ways the reunion a little tough when you're talking about like the showing of receipts yes you know because is it about the reveal of surprising information or just it was very confusing
1: when they were going Mm -hmm. through text messages as if that was you know the bible um or monique's receipt thirst book if you will (laughs)
0: right so getting your thoughts on the thirst binder i mean how did you feel the tabs i thought were a creative touch what did you think about how she utilized the binder revealed it quasi revealed it i think they knew it was there it was you know on the little um uh coffee table situation how did you feel about how she used it and the energy that was felt in the cast
1: it I I was into it I sure. I thought it was it's been a while since we've had a reunion <laughs> prop that has been that iconic you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it just felt like it felt almost like um check off with like a gun on the wall you know like just having that there you know that something was coming out of this binder and i love that there were tabs for all of the women and and the fact that yeah we had no idea what was actually in that binder Mm -hmm. until she started grabbing that huge monstrosity was great
0: Whose side do you find yourself on? It's the most difficult, complicated, unfair question a person could ever ask. And yet here I go every week.
1: Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, I I feel for both of them. And I think both of them did things that probably weren't, that were wrong. Um, but also, I think this is the time I really just want to hear their conversation and hear what they have to say. and And hopefully they'll be able to find some resolution because... Yeah, I mean, physical violence should never, ever happen. Yeah, it's, it's a very tricky, it's a very tricky, tricky subject.
0: It feels like in some ways Monique brought that binder as a form of her fond farewell. It felt like she came into that room guns blazing and felt like this is it. I'm fully done after this. I've done all of this prep. I'm leaving, you know, with this big moment that I'm bringing in and I just don't envision a world in which I don't see it as real a world in which Monique will be back next season. But I also know with a lot of these housewives and a lot of these women that final decisions from a production perspective, let alone with these women are actually thinking aren't made until after the reunion is at least shot. Sometimes I would think maybe aired, but at least shots you get an idea of how are we looking at next season ahead? Like who, where are the dynamics? Who is battling whom and
1: seeing the death settle.
0: Right. And has this story run its course? Do you think that there is a world in which there will be a major cast change in Potomac because You know, it's become so unbelievably divisive that for some of these women, I just can't imagine them filming together ever again.
1: Yeah. Personally, I hope not because I love this cast so much. So I'm hopeful that by the end of the reunion, there is some resolution and people can move forward. So fingers crossed.
0: Do you think that that's possible, though?
1: I hope so, but I'm an I'm an eternal optimist, so. <laughs> I mean, God, we need more of you yeah. in
0: this world, so mazel tov. I don't see it. I don't see it. I think that the divide has become so intense that I don't see Monique or Candace respecting the other person enough yeah. to meet halfway, even in the sense of like, you hurt me, or you hurt me, or I will, you know, be accountable for this one moment because you gotta even just for my own self care. I just don't see it happening, and I don't know how you film together coming off of the kind of situation that happened in the future. If you don't have that resolution, I just don't know that I see it, you know, in the two parts to come.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I'm very interested in seeing parts two and three.
0: Right? And I feel like, you know, I don't love getting advanced tea about specific moments because that takes away from like the surprise factor. So I, it, but that changes. I mean, not really, honestly, like I'm pulling that out of my ass because then there are some times where I'm like, oh my God, I need to know about this one thing that it comes up. is going to happen. But with the binder, I knew about that. In advance, so I wasn't as surprised about as other people, and I knew that Giselle was going to be in the focus
1: yeah, and I think she talked about lot. it on like Bravo's chat room about yeah, about how she was like it was nonstop against her, and I I felt for Giselle because it really was it was a lot it was a lot of energy being thrown at her, a lot of allegations. <laughs> to the point that pastor Jamal even had to make that video
0: (laughs) from different camera angles, Mm -hmm. which the fact that he was using zoom and Instagram live and had his, as he said, like, don't try to bring receipts when I have the cash register, except sweetie, like we're trying to cash some checks that have to do with, did you have a baby? while You were (laughs) dating your ex wife, which we don't have an answer to unsurprisingly. Um, But with the Giselle stuff, I mean, we know Jamal is a piece of shit. So if what Monique is saying is we think you're waltering, which is a throwback to, like, the Kenya of it all. You're bringing someone in allegedly to have a storyline. We know Jamal isn't great. So I think to me, it's less a question of how shitty is he? And we've heard all of these rumors before, as opposed to, like, let's unpack your thinking about being with this man because you've involved your children. So I really don't think that this is entirely just a lie concocted to have plot on the show, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel I get where Monique is coming from, but it just feels like, is this really the thing? I mean, Karen was raising valid points about every hue, which when you think about what Giselle was saying about Karen's business stuff, that makes sense to me. But when it comes to like Jamal is stepping out, I'm so glad that people like loved it and thought it was like drama and whatever else. I just didn't get that sense. I was more like, and what? You know, like, this is, like, the, you know, Potomac improv lesson of, like, yes, and. Like, okay, he's a piece of shit, and what? Like, I get that you're pissed that she was spreading rumors about your family, which I know that we'll get to in probably the episode when, like, Chris Samuels and, Samuels and the guys appear. But what else is there? Because that's not super surprising to me. You know, I I don't, I don't know that I got the shock moment. I didn't feel the shock moment that other people felt. And I'm so happy that people felt it. It just to me was like, a, don't know, maybe it felt too dark to me or something. There was just something about it where I'm like, this doesn't feel like the big shocker of it all that I thought was coming. I don't know. Does that make any sense at all? I think so. Does it? I feel bad about it because I think that people were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I just was watching it. I watched it again this morning and I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like, oh, he has the... She has the cell phone number. It is his. There was a pause where you could tell in Giselle's head, she's like, how can I turn this? How can I turn this? Which doesn't mean their relationship was necessarily fake as much as it is, like, how do I protect him, a.k.a. myself, in this moment? What can I say? I can't say anything at all. That sucked. I mean, that was, like, awkward entertaining. But Mm -hmm. overall, I just felt like he's not even appearing at the reunion. We know he sucks, so... What else is there? You know, this can't be, I know this isn't it. There is a full binder telling me as much, but it just, it kind of landed to me with like a little bit of a thud.
1: Mm-hmm. I get if that. I feel, yeah.
0: I feel bad about it. Cause I feel like people and people sliding into my DM so psyched about it. And I think that's awesome. I just, I just don't, I just didn't have that same Experience, you know, and this is going to be a tough reunion cycle. I mean, the video came out about Michael.
1: Oh, yes. Yes.
0: Producer. There's a two minute clip up of Andy having that conversation with Ashley. She's saying things that do not match up with what Andy immediately counters with. She's like, it was all a joke. They were friendly. And Andy's like, it wasn't a joke. He said that he didn't give consent. He was surprised by it. Ashley's response. But, you know, he called Michael Zaddy, which is like, Ashley, you're too smart for this. Why are you? Using really shitty victim blaming excuses about a situation where Andrew Cohen has already obviously done the background of talking to this person to get their perspective. Like, you look dumb, you don't, you're defending it your felt, husband. For yeah, what? it
1: felt very much like when Kelly Ben Simone throwing it back to Scary Island in the season three reunion where she was like, Bravo forced me to go. And Andy, I loved how Andy kept going like, no one forced you to go. That's just not true. That's just, I I love those moments of the reunions, but also I do feel like part one did have a good amount of levity with them laughing at their, Fashion choices and yes. how they changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Karen's ND tracksuit, which I died over.
0: Obsessed. <laughs> Who doesn't love a quality tailor? I don't yeah. think that was John Modessian necessarily. No. You know, cutting out that F, but.
1: It's God so, bless. it's truly so good. Like, I love these women so much. They give us so, so much.
0: I love them so much. There were definitely moments of levity. I just feel like this whole Monique Candace thing is so it's just so toxic that it feels like this little wave underneath all of this where I just get a little bit like it's sending me out to sea a little bit, you know, like it just, I want the best for these women. I love them. I love this franchise. It is at the top of its game. I just want to return to A Potomac that was lighter, Mm -hmm. you know, that just where there was more of that, because right now it's like when these women appear in the same room together after what happened. I mean, that is dramatic. That is there's so much tension there that's understandable, that is entertaining. But then you also have to grapple with the fact that, like, there's so much blind rage that's bottled to the extent that they can't hear each other, they're just trying to get around each other. That makes it kind of a little bit of a tough experience for a franchise that is like typically. So Karen and Giselle heavy, you know, where they're just lobbing grenades at each other that are so fun, that are so quick, that are so smart. I just miss those moments, you know, the little, the, the lighter stuff in between, you know, You know, is your company rest in peace, you know, because they these women do love each other. The fact that there is so much love and respect that has existed. I feel like it's I, I miss more of that energy in Potomac because it is such an exemplary franchise. I just feel like it's it's missing a little bit. And it's also like this season, I feel like has shown some of the underbelly of these women's lives which are important for us to see and talk about like the Ashley and Michael stuff is really wild to see wild her to see her take on these roles that I think she's kind of like better than I think she's smarter than how she's behaving so unpacking why that is is always a fascinating journey but it's also like Okay, well, we're we seem to be circling the wagons a little bit here. We're not really getting any resolution. And Andy's meeting you with like actual fact or research. So what more? what's another thing that you have to give? You know, because we've seen this response before. I don't think it's working on your behalf and I don't know entirely why you keep using it. So is there another reason there that we should, discuss <laughs> you know like what else like what else is going on i mean i have a satchel we do this segment on andy's um girls i just forgot the name of my podcast on episode 191 um i have a satchel of gold from Lindsay in la and satchels of gold in honor of her holiness kelly calorn ben simone and scary island are thoughts, <laughs> right their listener thoughts and feels and questions and concerns i have an ashley satchel from Lindsay in la who says Did we ever consider that Ashley and Michael have an arrangement and she is cool with him doing whatever as long as it isn't in public? I think she had no choice but to uh, reprimand him for his behavior because it was all over the media. And if it hadn't leaked, they may have a clear understanding of what they want to do as long as it isn't out there. It's the only explanation to me as to why she stays with him. She had to save face in front of these women. She's just way too calm and unbothered by it. Maybe she isn't trapped. Maybe he is because she wants kids and wants the picture of a family and he's acting out because he wants out. I just keep thinking she's so strong and opinionated. Why should we assume he's in charge? We seem to default to the woman being trapped because he tr- he's treating her badly, but maybe it's a mutual thing. Maybe she doesn't give a fuck about him and is getting what she wants.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, possible.
1: Yeah. I think the only people who truly would know that for sure are Michael and Ashley. It's, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't know that Ashley knows this, this, this satchel from Lindsay in L.A. I think is really smart. And, you know, on the last episode with Amy Phillips, we talked a lot about, you know, child abandonment and what Kenya and Ashley had both gone through with their parents and their parents sort of disowning them and refusing and continuing to kind of deny their acceptance and what that must feel like as a child and as an adult child. And the extra maybe focus and dedication on keeping your quote unquote family intact, regardless of what that does to a person and what that does to a child if you're in an unhappy, you know, home with parents who are constantly at war. And I think there's validity to that. And I think there is also validity to the fact that, like, let's not disavow the control and power that Ashley still has in this relationship and remove the... um. Authority that she has to like decide what she wants her story to be. And if she actually wants to be with Michael, it may not be that she is trapped, regardless of what we think about that relationship. She is choosing every day to stay with him. So let's not take away the power that she has in that dynamic, regardless of how it looks to some of us, the viewers. You know, I think that there's a lot of validity to that.
1: I think, yeah. Yeah, no. They're all very valid points.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Lindsay and LA. Wow. Yeah. That's quite that's quite a moment. I mean, I think the other moment that stood out to me was the discussion of colorism, which, you know, I really kind of struggled with initially watching the episode because I kept thinking like, wait, wait, we're getting away from the actual aspect of what Ashley is saying, trying to communicate about the behavior itself exhibited by Wendy exhibited by Candace. And I was kind of struggling with like, how do I, cause I 100% am a hundred percent of me white woman who wants to be uh, more educated about the topics that these strong, powerful black women are discussing and knowing The privilege that I have as a viewer influences maybe how I'm even watching these things, regardless of my intention. And, you know, I came away from watching a video that the Bravo Breakdown did, that Sasha did, where she talked a lot about intent versus impact, which is something that I talk a lot about on Andy's Girls. And I think that I'm going to be talking more about this in depth on Patreon, but I think that there is an understanding that we should all take a moment and really appreciate, which is what Wendy was saying when she's discussing the fact that there are specific words that are used as a dog whistle against dark skinned black women. And, That even if you feel that a person was behaving, quote unquote, aggressively, you need to be responsible enough to use another word and that we need to take away the behavior that Ashley was referencing, which I think is a different conversation that unfortunately didn't really happen and focus more on the fact that there are specific words that historically have been used to marginalize and other dark skinned black women and accept the idea that those words frankly are too dangerous to be used in any context and the words include ferocious and aggressive and when I looked at it through that lens and was like no one is excusing this behavior what Wendy is talking about is the impact of these specific words I mean my god it felt like it opened up an understanding for me, at least where I was like, okay, I've got it. Mm -hmm. Like that makes a hundred percent sense to me. And I'm so appreciative that this conversation is happening Mm
1: -hmm. on
0: a housewives show. Absolutely. My God.
1: Absolutely. what,
0: What other reality TV show is discussing this way is having any kind of nuanced conversation about this with a room of powerful, successful black women moderated by a white man. I think that that's, a really interesting dynamic and I'm so appreciative even though I was kind of confused about like the initial phrasing of the question I'm really appreciative that that took place in any context because I think it's a learning opportunity for many of us especially non-black Potomac viewers
1: 1000% I that was such an interesting conversation and opened up so many thoughts that I like I I am a white gay man and just the fact that just to be able to hear this conversation, I really, really appreciated. it.
0: And I also appreciated Monique's counter because I think that there was another conversation which shouldn't take away from what Wendy was saying, sort of echoed by Candace, but a conversation about classism and That there is a racial tenor to the idea of calling a black woman, I think like a hood rat or something Mm -hmm. terrible, which has so many classist connotations to it, as well as racial undertones, which to me is unrelated to the idea that a woman might use the word, quote unquote, hood to describe herself or characterize in any way her behavior because regardless of how someone is using terms to describe themselves to own themselves some in some ways to subvert some of these racist terms that have been used historically it should still not be used and weaponized by other people in a dynamic against them like candace's response of like oh well you use this term anyway to me felt very very classist and ignorant to the idea that these words can be used to harm women, specifically black women, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I thought
0: that there was power to that. I just felt like there were moments where with Potomac where I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait for this season to be over. My God, I want us to like get back to something, to to like a, a new, to one of Ramona's new beginnings. That's juxtaposed with like these segments where I'm like, okay, this is actually incredibly important for people to hear. And I think incredibly important for, you know, Wendy to bring up, you know, and bring up in the moment. Ashley literally used the word aggressive, and Wendy was like, "Ding! This is is exactly what I want to talk about. This is an example, and I'm telling you my experience as a dark-skinned black woman, which is a different experience than what you specifically face. And if you don't understand it, take my word for it because I'm telling it to you out loud. You know, at the same time as millions of viewers. I love Doctor Wendy.
1: I she is. I just feel like she is such a fantastic addition to the franchise and right like truly truly an incredible woman
0: i love her i love her family i think her mom is so interesting and so dynamic i want to see more of her sister and i feel like even if wendy goes from zero to 100 in moments and was very reactive with ashley which i think is maybe a better use a better word to describe and maybe defensive like Regardless of that, I think she was really great casting. I really do. And I'm curious to see how that will work next season, depending on whether or not Monique and Candace are back, you know? And kind of unpacking that. Um, I mean, I have to say, like, I look at Potomac and, you know, Potomac and Atlanta are on the same night. I hate watching shit live, but I did. I like doing my, like, next day thing, where Mm -hmm. I, like, have a cup of tea, and I'm just kind of, like, living my best life, and I get to breathe it in. But you know, I watched Potomac and Atlanta, and I have to say I felt like Atlanta was giving me everything I've ever needed in my entire life. How yeah. have you been reacting to this season so far?
1: I, I really am enjoying this season, especially all of – I mean, Portia, you know, mm. your Christmas card subject of 2019, I – could not be prouder of her. And I am so honored that she is a real housewife and she's using this platform for such incredible good. Um, yes. But also I, it is very interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle the pandemic. And I think as we move forward with Dallas and all of these other cities, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be really interesting to see how each city is handling the pandemic. So I I mean I have been living for Marlo and her ta- oh. and her tape measure. Uh I do love Drew. I feel like she is yeah, such really a like fun too. new addition and mm-hmm. she really I mean like the end of Sunday's episode with her and her husband that I've never seen a housewife have that huge of a fight with their significant other on their very first episode (laughs)
0: that was that was textbook gaslighting that was a man saying hold first off that was a man lying to Um, Mike to Cynthia's fiance saying I took care of everything you know sometimes you just need to stay, stay away but you know there was never a void as a man I made sure everything was taken care of I made sure you know my wife would be okay but I just needed to step away for a second which had that been true would have been a different conversation but he went out of his way to withhold transparency to the point that he disappeared from the world he has three children with his wife disappeared from the world did not tell her a fucking thing and then blamed her for asking the question of where were you mm-hmm. and said it is your not only your fault that I had to leave but you don't have the right to ask me any questions even though I brought up this entire conversation by saying hey it's your six what should we work on
1: mm-hmm. you're
0: then blaming her for having feelings and telling her that her feelings are not only invalid but like not based on fact which makes literally no sense to me when all she's saying is I just want to know you have children you didn't answer any text messages unless they were related to business. I just want to know if you crossed over state lines. Like how on earth, what part of your brain makes you think that your behavior is acceptable? It You obviously don't think it is. Otherwise, you wouldn't have lied to Cynthia's fiance. But you did because you knew that you fucked up.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, this was a wild episode.
0: <laughs> it was wild. I felt like there was so much going on. I mean, like. That relationship, unpacking that, I think, you know, she's talking about a vow renewal year seven. Sweetie, I don't know that what's really what we need to be looking forward to. And I think that Pastor Jeanette would agree. I I love
1: Pastor Jeanette.
0: Oh, my God. I'm so into Pastor Jeanette. I think Pastor Jeanette could, like, bury Ralph. I honestly, (laughs) she doesn't even need Jesus on her side, which she 100% has. She just looks at him and is like, you are not enough, and you and I both know this. That flashback
1: to their fight that the two of them had, I was like, oh, wow. So this is what quarantine has been like.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah. I hope she's. I hope she's still there, which I'm sure that they don't love, but I certainly do. Um, but I also love the fact that you know we have Drew Sidora, who seems like such great casting, and then we have another new housewife, Latoya, a, housewife, a friend LaToya, of, yeah, who's a friend of, but has full time energy that she's taking into the scenes, and also is showing off like Kenya. <laughs> As a happy person, yeah, who is enjoying, like when and Kenya feeling when
1: Kenya is say is saying someone's being like too shady, I was like, okay, <laughs> uh, that what I was like, wow, for Kenya to be saying that, that is saying something,
0: and also for Kenya to be like so almost like affectionate toward this new person instead of feeling maybe like hyper protective of her place she just genuinely it appears that she genuinely gets along with latoya and likes having fun with her and like likes having their little chemistry and even when you know she thinks that she's overstepping and calling drew's hair a pet like she's doing it in a way where she's not trying to like humiliate this new person to the group and i did not see that coming and yeah I'm extremely into their dynamic and their chemistry together I the, the so dynamic funny. is
1: similar to me to like lvp and brandy glanville in a way yes. where oh my god 100 where this new girl comes in and she's causing a lot of conversation and and it's really benefiting the og if you will um but i loved that and also Oh my god kenya made me laugh so much for some reason when she was in cynthia's kitchen talking about serving mark the divorce papers and doing that dance i don't know what it was about i just couldn't stop laughing i ugh. sometimes kenya just makes me laugh so much like i will go back and watch that scene of her dressed up as the grinch from a couple seasons ago <laughs> it's always a great holiday moment
0: Ken, I'm so appreciative that Kenya is back. I think that a lot of people, understandably, still have a lot of feelings about Kenya because some of her past behavior. And I get that, and I respect your opinions, but I also have to say she is invaluable to this brand. She is, give, she is more vulnerable and more honest this season than she ever has been ever before when it comes to discussing Mark as it relates to Baby Brooklyn and everything else. And also trying to repair stuff with Cynthia because of some, like, jokes that she said and also, uh-huh. like, potentially ruining her engagement proposal. I just think she is really giving us a lot. I am so empathetic as to what she's going through and so appreciative that she's there. And I have to say, like, Nini who? Because I just really think this current cast is, like... Mwah, chef's kiss, A. Atlanta's giving me everything that I need right now drama, reality, high stakes, social justice, deep shade, crazy moments, complicated behavior when it comes to COVID. But like real, Cynthia, but like real, honestly, a super cluster of joy is what this is giving me. Honestly, I just really, truly think you, if you're not tuning into Atlanta, you should be because these women i just really think that this is a solid season so far and it has to be judged in a world unrelated to any previous season we are in covid times they're dealing with a lot of challenges i can't imagine the production challenges so appreciative for new content and so happy to see them back honestly
1: absolutely and it is wild that like salt lake city is so untouched by covid so it is as we like move through the week of housewives once we get to wednesday it's just like such a breath of fresh air, up in the snowy mountains, <laughs> Nary a coronavirus in sight.
0: <laughs> Such a breath, a breath of fresh air, and also, how is it having yet another perfect episode? I like lo- this, oh. these are perfect. I just think they're
1: yeah perfect episodes. I mean, I am cast. I am wearing for you my Brooks Marks oh my God, hoodie. <laughs>
0: Did you buy it? Yeah. Did he send? Yeah. Was it? Expensive? And I got. Wait, hold
1: on. I got. Oh, tell me. Tell I got. Me. Hold on. Let me. Grab. Oh my
0: God! There's movement happening. In
1: yes. In my package, I got an <gasps> autographed portrait of Brooks. <laughs> wait,
0: can I take this photo? Oh my God! You guys.
1: Absolutely.
0: Are... Ah, you guys! I'm putting that on Instagram what does it say he sent an autograph yeah nick thank you so
1: much for your order and support you're gonna look so fire in the hoodie can't wait to see love brooks (laughs) or heart brooks
0: now i am very young as the ags know i am a permanent youth so i absolutely knew that the phrase that we are using is fire. fire yeah okay because you don't say like Okay, just like bomb, like something. Yeah. Not the bomb, which is what my generation was raised with. Again, the same generation as um uh Brooks, because we are the same age. Yeah. But wow, that it's yeah. fire. Yeah. Yeah. So was it's, it expensive? You look. It great. was like
1: oh, thank you. It was like I think seventy five dollars. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it is a little high on the in terms okay. of price point um wow, me and that's two the same yeah price as
0: one of Dorinda's mugs yeah I mean that's really <laughs> what we talk about pricing yeah I mean
1: but the stitching is amazing it's great the stitching's great um yeah me and two of my friends were like should we just buy these so now we all have matching Brooks Marks hoodies for the day when we can eventually hang out again <laughs> so that we are very excited <laughs>
0: I mean, I have to tell you, it looks really good. It's
1: comfy. I'm into it.
0: And it was seventy dollars for just the hoodie, not the matching. Yes, I think
1: the full set was one twenty five.
0: I mean, the hutzpah to be a Uh, twenty year old, have your own clothing line and debut at Fashion
1: Week, though
0: (laughs) debut at Fashion Week, first ever and also have the branding the design of your clothing being your name.
1: It's very I love it. I love a label moment. I mean I used to be obsessed with Mark by Mark Jacobs mostly because I couldn't afford actual Mark Jacobs, but I loved Mark by Mark. So that was I loved that. Those are some Mark of my by favorite Mark was t-shirts. Was
0: really expensive? It was I like 30
1: bucks for a t-shirt. So I would oh, uh, Yeah, at least for the guys. I don't know girl I actually yeah I think the girls like their bags and all that stuff it was still pricey but I liked I liked those t-shirts because they were 30 bucks so I feel (laughs) like bang for your buck you got a lot with the label on it great
0: into it yeah two thumbs up Uh, two thumbs up in a good positive way unrelated to what Heather Gay would say about thumbs up meaning absolutely fuck you yeah
1: Heather Gay. She another, she had a great episode.
0: <laughs> another great episode where she's literally charming a man at Jen Shah's party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do you want a drink? Uh, no, I'm okay because I'm working or whatever. Don't worry. I don't need it. The same thing will happen regardless. Let's just move this along. I am fully obsessed with her. Infatuated. Cannot get enough of this person. Literally cannot get enough of heather gay
1: it just she's a really great housewife because she doesn't she doesn't get bogged down by petty stuff and Mm -hmm. and really just let she lets things just roll off of her like the emoji fight was great and it was so good with like the stuff with lisa but it's that feels like so long ago because they've moved on and she can just compartmentalize and just move past things you know let's just move on which i really really like and i also just love her energy
0: right? she is such i feel like she is so open and she possesses what few housewives have and frankly thank god for that which is humility and she is humble enough she's gone through enough with her husband with really understanding the ways and values that she placed on being seen a certain way culturally and with her religion than actually figuring out what do I really want where it didn't even feel like a choice it just felt like the path of least resistance the only path the thing that she had to do because that was the environment in which she was raised in you did x and y and this is most important and now she's trying to figure out how to get back to herself and who is she and what does she actually want and what does sexuality look like when you're actually like listening to your body more than your church, I think that that is incredibly eye-opening and something that I think everyone can appreciate regardless of your religion, your religious choices, your environment, and your culture when it comes to like, I can do better. I want more than this. Is it too late for me to make another choice? You know?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. She. All of her conversations are so interesting. I also really liked when she was out to drinks with Whitney and talking about all of the rules that Utah has to basically um support the Mormon Church and yes. make sure that people aren't drinking that much which mm-hmm. was wild
0: yeah it's crazy and then you look at these parties and it's like my god like the idea that you go to a restaurant and you can't just go to Amble over to the bar and have a martini like mm-hmm. you have to make sure you're Physically sitting in a chair, buying some sort of food item. I mean, it changes the dynamic of.
1: It's very like outdoor dining bars right now in New York during COVID, (laughs) where you or like yeah, like you can't really order anything without food.
0: Right, because well, we were able to initially, and then people were having too much um, out time, turtle time. So (laughs) New York
1: City
0: was like, hold
1: up, we need. That was. I will say that was a lot of fun. I live in Williamsburg and mm. me and my roommate while we were quarantined and bars started opening, there was something, they closed some of our streets by us. So we would just go and get drinks to go. And those days in the summer where you could just drink in the street and just walk around, <laughs> that that feels like so long ago. That was so much fun.
0: <laughs> that I mean, was a bright I... spot
1: of quarantine. <laughs>
0: I love an outdoor drink. Now it's like literally on election day, I met up with a friend of mine in Central Park. We got orange wine because we were like, let's vote out orange, but put it in our bodies and (laughs) had orange wine. Literally dead of day. Timothy Chalamet walked by us at one point. I know I was really pissed that we didn't say anything to him. But, um, we didn't cause we were too focused on the booze, but like <laughs> literally in full, like not even pretending just fully like here, everybody, I just want to make sure that every single person walking by us with a child at two o'clock in the afternoon is making sure we can, they can see us pouring the wine into our solo clubs so that we can have a real a real afternoon, um, but I think Heather would fit in well as a as a New Yorker. I think Heather Gay would be like an amazing New York City girl. I am very I am really
1: very, I'm very excited for whenever the next Bravo Con is because I oh cannot wait to see these Salt Lake girls start interacting with other <gasps> members of other franchises.
0: Do you think that there will be a twenty twenty one Bravo Con?
1: I hope so. I missed I miss it so much. That would be just so great, but also like, who? I, it's impossible oh, to. Knows. Yeah, there's no way to know. Like, I have tickets to see Lady Gaga for her Chromatica Ball in August, and who know? I mean, I feel like we get new information about the vaccine every day, but yeah, I don't know if we will be at the point in our vaccination slash mm-hmm. immunity process where forty thousand people can go to MetLife Stadium for the Chromatica <laughs> Ball. But if we can, I will be in a full-on Gaga hazmat suit. If it, if if I need to, I will be there.
0: And you know what? It will happen.
1: Like, <laughs> eventually. In yeah, twenty
0: one. But it will happen, and it's something for us to look forward to. And my God, the Kiki that would occur with Heather Gay in a room full of Bravo holic, because she herself is a Bravo holic. She's a Bravo holic and a Bravo lab. And I just
1: those are my. Th- I love, I love when housewives are fans of other shows. I think it just really helps. It feels very it. much like a community, like a sisterhood. Yes. I, I love that.
0: And they're respecting their culture. And I really appreciate and respect that for them when they're talking about Sonia Morgan and their love of New York Housewives. I mean, my God, it's like this is the new, new beginning for Housewives when you have franchises that are made up of these women who have a full understanding, they think as a viewer, of what it is that they've signed up for and also a full appreciation for this world in general. I think that's great. I also think it's fascinating when you watch these same women, same generation, same show, who I don't think have ever seen a single episode of anything. And I think of Mary when I say that, (laughs) who every episode reveals another dark truth. Charlinda. Charlinda, her second cousin, as it were, I believe.
1: I I think her mother's brother, her mother's brother's, her grandmother's brother's 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 daughter. daughter. So I think you're right. Yeah.
0: Who came to her house with a gift for her newborn son and was maybe never allowed to leave. (laughs) And my question is, cool. So you're humble bragging that this relative of yours has worked for you for 20 years and you don't know anything about her because you are so selfish and so self-centered that truly in your family dynamic now, thanks to God, a.k.a. your grandmother's will that maybe doesn't exist, you have so much power that you're appreciative of this relative who lives in service to you and your laundry cycle. Like, that's where we are with this. Mm-hmm. And she says it with like an LOL of like, I don't know anything about her. We don't talk about anything except for my needs and what I want, but she is family and (laughs) that's where we are. Do I know her middle name? No. Do I know if she's married and has kids of her own? No. Does she want to be here because I told her Jesus does? Probably. Am I paying her a legal wage? Probably not. Is she getting paid with like heaven or something at the end of the day and that's what she's putting on her 1099 because i won't give her a w2 100 100 that's what's happening but we have the giggles Mm -hmm. we have laughs and making her wear that outfit that uniform situation has charlinda not been in enough like has she not been through enough that we're making her
1: mary cosby i love her
0: i love her and i think like with most friendships you know they're here for a reason if not a second season Mm -hmm. and i think that mary cosby maybe has some other stuff to focus on after this season but i'm so appreciative for her and this you know fucking your step grandpa is a fascinating journey and another you know historic first for housewives and I'm, I'm so happy that she brought that to us. And I think maybe after this, maybe she focuses on some other stuff that she needs to work on legally Ugh. with her cult, you know? Ugh.
1: I would love, <laughs> yeah. I do want to eventually get out to Utah so I can go to her service. Go to service. church? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would love some Louis Vuitton AirPods or whatever. <laughs>
0: She's giving that to her parishioners, but I think her parishioners are paying for them. (laughs) So there's that. If you want to, it's got to be pricey. I don't know if a church service is on Groupon yet, but I'm sure it is. Actually, it's probably not on Groupon. It's probably on Guilt Group. You have to pay a premium to go to Sunday church there. Okay. It's interesting. I wonder if her parishioners are watching.
1: That's an interesting question. I don't know. That's, yeah.
0: I mean, Jamal apparently allegedly did say at one point in his video or something or he said somewhere he told his church to watch the potomac reunion cycle which is an interesting thing for a religious figure to say but i'm supportive of it i want to hear from my rabbi that he watches atlanta um with mary though i want i guess she probably feels so invincible that it actually doesn't matter to her she probably does tell them to like Watch Potomac, you know, help with ratings, help with social, whatever Scientology folks do. I'm sure she's doubling down. It is great. I like can't. Has she been on Watch What Happens yet? Has she been a guest yet aside from the group? Not aside from the
1: group episode.
0: Do we think that's coming soon? Because I would love to hear Andy's questions to her.
1: I hope so. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm sure eventually...
0: I, I, I. That's a reunion that I won't hear enough advanced scoop about. So any of my complaints about like Podolmek wasn't as surprising. Uh, the reverse of that for Salt Lake City. I want to hear literally everything. And I also am like Jen Shaw is working on her little binder. Oh, right now, absolutely. And that, is, that is a binder that I fully support.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Both belong in the Housewives Museum, but there's one of those that I'm going to try to steal at night, you know, mm-hmm. talk about night at the museum. Um, Has there anything? I feel like this week has just given us so much. Yeah. What have I forgotten? What what do we need to discuss that we haven't discussed thus far? Oh,
1: my God. I mean, I, I do think we covered a lot and I'm so excited for the. The years to or the weeks to come. I mean, we have a uh, a very special holiday episode coming up on Monday. Our last episode of the year for Watch Heaven's <gasps> Live. Watch it so that'll be a really fun one. Um. So yeah, lots of surprise guests. So that'll be <gasps> a great episode. I'm really excited about it.
0: Can you give us any hints about the Watch Heaven's Live Christmas Hanukkah special there,
1: episode? There, there will be. A lot of representation from a lot of different shows. So that'll be, yeah.
0: Is it like Night of a Thousand Doorbells, but it's like Night of a Thousand Zooms?
1: I I think so. I <gasps> think, yeah. I don't know how much oh. I can say, but yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, it'll be so fun.
0: Oh my <laughs> God, that has got, and have you been into the studio at all? Did you say that you've, you, are you among the staffer, the staffer said it's or no. you've been Yeah,
1: um, it's mostly, we have a few people in the control room, a couple um, camera operators, just the pure essential people to get the show up and running. But the majority oh. of the staff is still working from home, yeah. So. Oh my god
0: yeah shout out to you guys doing <laughs> the lord's work in mary's work we're doing the lord's work and i support you in every way minus my mastercard and visa <laughs> nick rizzo where can the people follow you online um i'm on
1: i'm on social instagram and twitter at nick rizzo 815 um yeah yeah <laughs>
0: I love that. I love your hoodie. I love your hoodie moment. Oh, thank you. It's so good guys. If you want to see the holiday card that I sent to Nick Rizzo and a couple other folks, it's going to be released on social as this episode goes out to so go to my Instagram at Dame Galley. I'm doing um, a pretty intense Patreon episode because you guys have sent in so many amazing satchels about this week about Potomac and Salt Lake City and Atlanta. So Look for that uh, this weekend. Um, and also, tis the season not only for a Watch What Happens holiday special, but for an Andes Girls OG of the AG holiday Zoom kiki. That is right, guys. A holiday Mary Jewish Zoom extravaganza. It is going to be exclusive to Patreon folks at the OG of the AG and premium cackle levels. And it is going to be December 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's right, the holiest of nights, a Sunday night. So you get to Zoom with fellow AGs and then go right into Atlanta and Potomac what more could you wish for as we wind down this horrifying year? So sign up for that at patreon.com slash Girls because that is going to be a wild event. And I will send out the Zoom info um, to all the folks who are signed up at the OG of the and premium cackle levels. And my God, what else is there to say? Nick Rizzo, I'm so appreciative for you coming on for giving us some tea about Watch What Happens. I'm so so much else in wearing that hoodie that I 100% cannot afford, but love it. I love it on you. It is priceless. Oh, thank
1: you. This has been so it- fun.
0: This has been so fun. Guys, I hope you are staying safe, staying merry. Slide into my DMs with ideas for new fish adoption because maybe that's going to happen soon. We've got Sutton's Diamond. That's an option. Hexagonal whatever for a a new living space. And I want to get your thoughts and feels because Archie Bedore was named after an AG. And guys, I want to know. Your thoughts for the next generation of um, pet fish for me at home. And stay safe, wear a mask, guys. So excited about the vaccine and a new beginning, new year. And um, the holiday episode of Andy Squirrels will be next week. Um, so excited for that and a little special surprise. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, guys. Have a great week.
1: Yay! Thanks Bye. so much. Bye. <laughs> Bye.